Hello, and welcome to Asians Represent. I'm Daniel Kwan. I'm Agatha Chang. And we're your hosts. Uh, today's episode is all about streaming, safety tools, D&D, graduating from school, all sorts of cool stuff. <laughs> Great. And, who's our, and our featured creator is Keanu Shaw, who's actually sitting at the table with us. Yeah! Yay! Yeah, we're doing something a little bit different. We're not going to record like a separate introduction or anything like that. We're just going to you know, record with everybody at the table. Um, not too, we don't have too much news. Um, we've got a convention appearance. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going to Queen City Conquest, which is in Buffalo, yep. New York. <laughs> yeah. Is there another <laughs> Buffalo? I th- I'm sure there is. I know there's like two Clevelands. I'm sure there's a Buffalo somewhere out there. There's another Toronto. Did you know that? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Where? Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere in the States. I mean, in America. How in, in America? I need to rephrase <laughs> that. <laughs> Just like you always say Z instead of Z. Oh, yeah. You do. Oh, yeah. Pander. I do. You know what? That's where our listener base is. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to say, and A, Z, and S. And they're like, what letter is that? No, they understand. No, I just say A, Z, and S. Sell out. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, we're going to be at Queen City Conquest in Buffalo, New York. New York. Uh, we're going to be in Buffalo, uh, July 12th to July 14th at Damon College. It's going to be dope. Have you been before? Nah. No? It's, I, it, it was I, fun. Yeah. I've driven through Buffalo before, or by it before, but I've never been in the nice. city. No, Buffalo, bu- Buffalo's dope. Queen City Conquest is great. There's good people there. Mm. It's like... um. There's just I like the staff team. They're great. Yeah. It's like a nice, nice convention. They had this like really soothing painting workshop where you just go and paint minis. Oh. It was just super chill. It was in the Contessa space. Mm. Um I did that on the last day to decompress. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It yeah. Was, we did it. We had a I had a weird Queen City Conquest because we are we stayed in an Airbnb and our Airbnb was a loft above a speakeasy. Oh. This is like super hip speakeasy. And our Airbnb had a ping pong table. Wow. And we played like ping pong for hours. And so on the last day, I was like hella sore from playing ping pong. <laughs> I mean, How table Asian tennis. Is that? <laughs> and so I was like, I need to relax and paint some minis. That's fair. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm going to be running a two shot, I believe, of Hearts of Wulin. Um, it's, it's not uh, listed that way on the event page. Because I haven't fixed it yet, but I will. So once you see it, if you want to hop on the waitlist to play in my game, you can. And I'm going to be running Ross Rifles. Nice. I think I'm either going to do Ross Rifles or, or run some D&D. D&D? Yeah, I don't think... Uh, d I don't. I rarely run D&D at cons, so I think I might do some D&D. You know what? I'm going to do some D&D. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. The decision has been made yeah, right I'm gonna, now. Yeah, I'm going to do some D&D at Queen City Conquest. Wow. So if you want to play D&D with me, let's do it. Yeah. Also, speaking of which, this is like our D and D episode, right? Because yeah. This is, a, this is our first D and D episode. Oh, you say boy. it like we're never going to do a D and D episode. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I tried. Because a lot of people were like, "When are you guys going to do D and D?" And I was like, "I got to convince Agatha." <laughs> it took literally no convincing. No, it didn't. I was You're like, like oh, was like, let's do this. Kiana said, "Said they do an episode." Okay. D and D. I mean, uh, D&D. <laughs> yeah. So that's our first piece of news. We're going to be at Queen City Conquest, July 12th to July 14th. Mm-hmm. We're driving down. It's going to be dope. We should maybe do a meet and greet, or we'll do a meetup. We'll do a hangout. Asians represent. Let's go get some buffalo wings. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm okay. I'll, I'll do it again. Last time I was there, I ate a lot of wings. No numbers. 
don't know where. Are you sure? Why don't you Why don't you tell our listeners how many you actually ate? No, I don't. I don't want to. I want that to be private. I ate a lot, and it made me sick, <laughs> but in a good way. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be in Buffalo for Queen City Conquest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Second piece of news: I wrote a D and D adventure. It's on DMs Guild. Bow, 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 bow. It is called Wolf of the South. It is like a Three Kingdoms inspired dungeon crawl for beginners. It's great, uh, and uh, I plan on doing a lot more of it. Uh, but if you've already purchased a copy or you are going to, uh, hit me up. Let me know on socials, uh, at Daniel H. Kwan. Uh, let me know what you think. And then maybe we'll do some more. Yay, D&D. D&D. And, and the non-D&D news, Hearts of Wulin successfully way, way, way overfunded. Mm-hmm, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all killed it. Yeah, we really Community. did. Community came together yeah thank you thank you all of you all of you listeners and also shout out to all the gauntlet people who were like oh we have to back this because it's a gauntlet project i appreciate this oh, I miss <laughs> okay. there's a bug i tried to grab it like in a, <laughs> it's, like in a kung fu movie yeah it's a moth it's not you know we can leave it be i tried <laughs> anyways uh Kenna, welcome welcome to our our i say air quotes welcome to our studio <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my home. I uh, mean, it, it. You got all the equipment and everything. And we have a Marla. Yeah, and we right. have a very cute cat. Have you taken pictures of Marla? Oh yeah. And shown everyone yet? Uh, not on the Asians represent Twitter, but maybe I should. Yeah, maybe you I should. As I say, this is this is our view. We keep talking about Marla. We. I don't think I've ever posted a picture of Marla because she's so cute. Yeah, she's a very cute cat. Okay, I post. I, I I've tweeted. Well, I haven't tweeted. I, I've taken a picture for tweeting of mm. Marla. Great. great. Uh, Kiana's in it for like. To show proximity between Marla <laughs> and our recording space. <laughs> but welcome, Tations Represent. I mean, it was, uh, we've been like talking online for a while, and then we finally got to meet up at Breakout Con. Yeah, yeah. That, it was totally by accident because I wasn't planning on going. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, I'm here. And I was like, what? Let's meet up. And then we were like, wait, do we both have the same tattoo? Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we both have like D20s, except yours is way newer and much nicer than mine. <laughs> yeah, but we both got the, the geometric D20s going on there. Yeah. Agatha, you got to get a D&D tattoo. Um, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'll get 2D6s. <laughs> <You'll> get <laughs> 2D6s. <laughs> Your 2D6s are just like hearts of wooing. Oh, yeah, I could. I'll just get a sword on my arm. Yeah, just get a pretty sword. Like a it's jian? Sword. Like one of the Chinese swords? Yeah, the one mm-hmm. that goes thwing when you, <laughs> when you flick <laughs> it. <laughs> That's a very specific. If your character uses one of those in our D&D actual play, I expect you to go doing every time. Every Look, single time. I can't take up all of the comedy space. If I'm already a shrimp... Someone. Uh, I thought which, you were going to be a serious character, which a serious I may not shrimp, be. serious shrimp. What is a serious shrimp? May I ask? A serious shrimp. Hmm. It's just, just a shrimp that's also serious. I don't know if that this, exists. We're planning for Agatha's first long-term D and D game, and Agatha wants to be an aquatic race, um, specifically a shrimp. We're gonna make it happen. I did say a shrimp, but you did. But we need to talk a lot about that because why is this shrimp like on land working for? Well, anyway, spoiler alerts. Yeah, but we're going to make that happen. We're going to figure it out. That's also up to you, which is why I gave you the world document. Oh, right. The document <laughs> I have not read. <laughs> it's all good. Calling it's all me good. out I'm on a, air. I'm a, I'm a keener. <laughs> I'm a keener. It's okay. Mm. Now, enough of, the, enough of that. Like, Kiana, you're here. One of the things we wanted to talk about was obviously, like, streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, because other than, like, me casually, like, streaming stuff on Twitch... 
and then forgetting I'm streaming. I'm just like playing, and it's just like me being silent and playing on <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my personal Twitch, which I don't really, I don't, I'm not, haven't been on in a long time. Oh no! You know, like the world of streaming is like really different to me, especially the world of like online games, mm-hmm. right? Because like Agatha, you're in like you play a lot of games with the Gauntlet community, mm-hmm. and like that seems that's very different from the way I normally play RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, Kiana, you do that online, but on a whole other level in that you're playing that with an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, when we were talking, you were you were playing, like, five games a week. Yeah, uh, when we first, uh, about three or four months ago, I was I was doing five to seven games a week. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, it was and a lot. Not, not GMing all of them, though. No, I was GMing only one of them at the time, but... You know, that's still a lot. It, yeah, it's a it's lot. It's a lot. lot. There are only seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I had actually had a day off, so I was double. I was doing double games on. Oh like, gosh. like back to back. Um, not back to back usually, but you know, still enough to be like, I'm doing two games today. I've got to put on my stream face. Can What's I... your streaming face? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I actually do cosplay for a lot of these streams. Um, so it's pretty, uh, I go from pretty drastic, like, um, I did a Western game, uh, followed by a, a Dungeon World fantasy game. Oh, wow. So it's just like, <laughs> gotta change everything. I've always wanted cowboy boots. Why don't you get cowboy boots? I can't pull off cowboy boots. Yes, you can. You could. Why not? Not a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you did a Western game that you you like cosplayed for? Yeah, that I cosplayed for right into a Dungeon World game, basically that you cosplayed for. Yeah, what did you play? In like, the yeah, Dungeon I want to know what the costume change was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the Western game, I was playing a Chinese American bounty hunter. Whoa, sweet! Is it like a historical game? I, it was kind of it was somewhat based in history, but a little bit removed. Um, so we could get away from some of the racism. Was your character stuff? like? Fuck working on a railroad. I'm going to hunt people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, low key. Um, her her parents were her her parents were uh, railroad uh, railroad workers. Oh my god. Um, and then you know she she managed to not quite get out, uh, and then she got hired by not a great person, and the only way that she could get herself out of it was by becoming a bounty hunter, and you know. I mean, that's what, fair. It's what you do in the Wild West. <laughs> it's what you do in the Wild West. Uh, yeah, it was. And the funny thing, it's a, um, it's a colic, it's a Pope Cthulhu game. Oh, nice. Ooh. So you know, we're also dealing with all these weird, spooky things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, my my, and then my character June also managed to get a girlfriend somehow in the midst of the horrors. So she she's now very good friends, quote unquote, very good gal pals with the local brothel owner. Right. That's sweet. Yeah, so she she dating the boss, Madame, shooting eldritch horrors in the face. Yo, wow, <laughs> that sounds Yo, like that a sounds really great. sick stream. Yeah, yeah, she she was a lot of fun, and then, yeah, and then my dungeon world game was like, um, I was playing, I'm playing a bard in that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, um, yeah, gender fluid bard. So they are a a whole another level of of uh, flamboyant. That's very cool. Do you do you wear a hat with a feather in it? A wig. I I a colored wig. <laughs> I don't. But um, for for that, I I wear all of the jewelry I own in one go. Nice. Just like just like layering. 
Yeah. It's like I have like five different rings on. Like I have like. Just like decked, out, decked out like a mumble rapper. Yeah. Loki. Wow. <laughs> she, yeah. If he's, um, he's a funny character to play. And it's just. Yep. That's, that's awesome. That is very awesome. So it's a very drastic shift in costumes for that. <coughs> that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> like, I mean, I think the thing with streaming is like you, you are not only challenged mm-hmm. with playing a game that's so, at least in my opinion, I mean, yeah, everybody can differ, but in my opinion, like, you know, tabletop RPGs are meant to be like played face to face. You know, like, like we're sitting right here, you know, when you look at each other. Mm-hmm. Like when we were recording masks and when Jungir and Tommy have a moment and I just get to look at Amar and then we just talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the thought of doing that online, just, I, I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very different experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, we usually play through, you know, video conference, uh, conferencing software, like, like Zoom, like Zoom, uh, Zoom's the big one. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just getting used to like, looking at the camera yeah. and also looking at the screen. Yeah. And that's just very interesting, especially uh, with my setup because I have a laptop um, and I have my webcam on a tripod. Cause so you got to keep like glancing yeah, up. Yeah, I have to keep glancing up. Yeah, I have to keep glancing up and down um, to try. Like when it's my turn, I just like, okay, I'm just going to focus on the camera. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what everyone's reactions are yeah. um, until I like look down. Yeah, it's like in the podcast, like talking into the mic, but also trying to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 one interests me because I, you know, I mean, you watch people on. I try. I've tried watching people on Twitch, and mm-hmm. you see the 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 chat just like explode, especially <laughs> on like the D and D channel. Oh. And then you see the people. I'm like, and if you're like an independent streamer, mm-hmm. like how do you manage that? And then you release this document. Yeah, and it's like safety tools, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But using them in stream. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. So um, I, I guess we should kind of go first into what safety tools are. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So there are certain um, tools that are used um, to help make sure everyone is having fun um, and that whatever content is being explored um, is, you know, not beyond somebody's boundaries or limits. Um, so it's just basically everyone's having fun. Nobody's super uncomfortable or nothing's being crossed um, over there. And so it's a series of ways to check in with everybody uh, before, during, and after a game. Uh, So there's a whole bunch of these. Um, And yeah, so um, the thing with um, streaming is that it's so much more high stakes in a sense and so much more performative. Yeah. Um, Like with a home game, um, with these safety tools, um, you can use them and not worry about interrupting yep. the flow. But um, and honestly, with safety tools, you shouldn't worry about interrupting mm-hmm. the flow because more important. Safety is more important. Yeah, safety is more important. Um, but you know, when you're streaming, there's often this idea that you want to be performative. You, you want, want to entertain mm-hmm. people, and there's this whole idea of like, I'm not going to bring up if I'm uncomfortable or if something's happening or. You know, everyone's going to see that I'm freaking out yeah. uh, because something has happened that I'm not okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a way to say, hey, I'm not okay with this. I'm not cool. So, so is that kind of like why you decided to write this document in the first place? Yeah, that was definitely a first thing. Um, I, I had a good conversation uh, with a, a, a streaming friend of mine. Uh, and we we're talking about, you know, how can we make uh D&D and tabletop 
uh, live streaming space is more inviting for beginners because mm-hmm. um, his whole thing, uh, Scraticus Academy, um, it's all about inviting um, beginners to try out gaming right. through these live streams. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up coming across, um, we're talking about safety tools. And then we were kind of like, wait, it's really hard to find any form of centralized information about safety tools. Right, yeah. Like there's, and the thing is with safety tools, the more people know about it and the more um, it's accessible, the more it's going to be used. Mm-hmm. And so we were, I was thinking about this and I was like, hey, maybe I'll, I can come up with something. So <laughs> one day I just sat down and just made this whole document, uh, which originally was a, a quick reference guide specifically for streaming about how to use uh, safety tools. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched these uh, streams before. So when when you use them, do you also, like, does the whole chat know that you've decided <coughs> to, to... Invoke. Invoke, yeah, yeah. So say if you're like, I don't know if you use X-carding. Um, often, often there is kind of a, a at least a verbal mm-hmm. uh recognition uh, among the cast upon which the chat will then know um and sometimes we do reassure chat like often we'll have chat open and if somebody's like are, are they okay we can be like yes we're like we o-carded this in the background like we we mm. did this and we're okay um but yeah often we we try to respect um the x card and uh script change or whatever else um and usually that does mean having to stop and having to verbally talk with each other. And if you're on stream, then it's pretty obvious to the chat that you're like, okay, we, <laughs> we needed a break here. We needed to, to check in and make sure we're doing okay here. Yeah, because that's not something you see on, on streaming too much. Because like you watch Critical Role. Like I've tried so hard to watch Critical Role. <laughs> no shade, no shade. Um, it's not shade. I'm just like, it's long. There's it's like a lot. Like three, yeah. four hour episodes. They are. Like, and like I want to have to, I want to pay attention. Yeah. And so I want to know what's going on. But, like, I personally can't sit for, like, four hours and watch that. That's, yeah. that's um, valid. So, like, Relics and Rarities, which is the one I really mm-hmm. like. They're a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you don't see big shows like that using safety tools. Yeah. Because they, they I mean, it's for entertainment. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, one of the other challenges is, like, a lot of these safety tools we talk about, like the X card, are tangible. They're at the table. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I think is really cool about your document is that you talk about, like, the X and the O cards but using them in private chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that was the biggest challenge was that, you know, uh, safety tools have been often used in the past, especially in conventions or at home games, um, where, yeah, they're, they're tangible things. And um, other than just making sure people knew about safety tools was how to use them. <laughs> Let me tell you how you can use them in an easy, easy way. In a digital space. Yeah, in a digital space. And I think... Um, Within the newest version of it, I kind of moved away from it being specific to streaming, but having a lot of guidelines on online play anyways, because I'm like, I mean, these are useful outside of it. And I'm, I was realizing how many people in general just had never heard of safety tools before, even outside of online play with live streaming or whatever. How, how does the Gauntlet community do it, Agatha? Uh, we, there's the Gauntlet safety policy, so it, it kind of lifts lists the kind of behavior that we expect and then also the tools that we can use and the basic of which is the x card and also the open door policy and this is more like if you're not streaming because the open door policy is where you can basically if you're at any point needing to leave then you just leave 
like like how does somebody like because I know how how you folks do it because you, you type X into the private chat yeah. or N or O. Yeah. Uh, how does the gauntlet do it? You, you usually, same thing. You just like type it or you show it. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I've seen it done in all of the ways where sometimes people type into the chat and I feel like this is actually really great in a way that it's harder to do um, in like an in-person game because a chat is just like a lot more, like a lot less confrontational and a lot less effort. Even mm-hmm. like the physical energy you need to ex- mm-hmm. expand to like do it is uh, expend, uh, is, is a lot less um and the, the people also say like i'm, I'm gonna i want to x card that or right, right. or i've also seen people physically make the gesture of like crossing their hands yeah crossing yeah. their hands or making o with their with their hands yeah we don't do the we don't do the o card as much mm-hmm. which i think is a really good tool mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that yeah um so uh, a lot of the x and o stuff that it talked about in the document is kind of pulling from a bunch of different resources and mashing it with the the support flower Yep. Um, which is the red, yellow, green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the O card, uh, which was actually created by uh, Kira McGran, um, is essentially the, I look like I may be, you know, crying or freaking out or whatever else that you may have concern, but I'm okay. Keep going. I This is all good with me. Uh, and it's actually very good for streaming because um, often, again, with the, the performative element, um, <laughs> sometimes your, your RP will escalate a lot yeah i have cried many a time on a stream whoa like yeah yeah i <laughs> i'm a straight up crier um and there are often times when i'm like yes i'm fine like just continue just let me cry. With this. yeah i am like i'm this is this is in character or sometimes it is me but i'm like i'm okay with this like i'm we can keep going with this content i'm i've given this the green light uh to keep going yeah so can people make that O to check in with someone? Yeah, yeah. So that's the other big thing is the O oh, question mark. So it's like the OK check-in. Yeah. Got it. Basically. Like in LARPing. Yeah. yeah. It's very... I, I learned that. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of overlap with the uh, the tabletop safety tools with LARPing. Right. <laughs> which, I mean, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because both are extremely performative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this whole, yeah, you can do the O question mark. Hey, we all good here? Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually just had that recently in... Um, the Urban Shadows game I'm in, um, my character um, has not a great relationship with her family. Um, and at one point, her brother actually grabbed her arm. And we were kind of playing out this very tense family situation. And we we all went, hey. <laughs> the GM was like, oh, question mark, we good? And every everyone in the cast was like, yep, we're good. Right. It, it's not just towards me. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be for everybody. Because yeah. You know, you don't have to be the player in the situation to still be affected by what content is happening in the game. Yeah, and, that, and that's why it's cool that you also include, like, the end card mm-hmm. as well in your doc. Yeah, yeah. So the end card is the, let's slow down. <laughs> the, we need to, like, I don't want to totally remove this, but, you know, I'd like to chill out. I'd like to put this behind a veil. I'd like to, you know, not talk any more detail about this they need not escalate any further yeah yeah i I mean and we we end card a lot in our in our content anyways um like for example if you're playing you know let's say masks or whatever you're not going to go into very intense detail about an injury (laughs) unless you have i mean i personally am okay with that yeah 
Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But like generally speaking, for yeah. the genre, you That's don't totally you fair. don't yeah. do like a. It's like a tea. It's about kids getting. It's hurt. about kids getting hurt, and like yeah. you're not gonna do like extremely gratuitous, like gory description. Gory description, yeah. um, because we can be like, yes, this happened. We don't need to go into more detail. We get the idea. Um, yeah, and the end card can be a way to just be like, all right, like I'm cool with this staying. I just don't want to. Escalate. escalate it anymore yeah. Yeah. yeah in this way yeah i think that's so great because the safety tools in this sense are also not just for like establishing people's personal safety but also for maintaining tone yeah exactly uh, i think that's the whole thing too um my my co-creator of the uh tabletop rpg uh, safety toolkit uh, lauren um says that you know the more that you use safety tools and the less special it is the better yeah, it normalizes it. Yeah, it normalizes it, and it can be a very useful tool for, you know, yeah, for content. Like, mm-hmm. and um, actually the the, uh, the toolkit uh, script change by Brebo is really good about that, uh, which essentially it frames a lot of this stuff as in, like, a movie or a video, mm-hmm. where you just, like, pause, and, like, we need to pause on this, we need to rewind. Um, and the great thing about that, it can just be like, mm, my character wouldn't say that, let's rewind. Yeah, mm-hmm. we go and we we talk about where we want to rewind to, mm-hmm. and then we go okay. And now we're just going to change it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, retcon. Yeah, retcon it. Um, which a lot of people feel bad about doing, but really shouldn't. <laughs> like, no, you know, sometimes it when you're role playing and it's, and it's improv, you're like doing ten million things at once. Uh, sometimes you're going to do or say things that you're like, wait, that didn't feel right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So. I mean, it's role playing games are a really cool opportunity to experiment as well mm-hmm. and try new things. And sometimes those things just don't work. And these are also low risk environments yep. where you can actually learn from your mistakes rather than crucify somebody for saying something. Yeah. You're like, okay, let's 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 script change that and let's go back. Yeah. And let's do this differently. Yeah. 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 It's it's a great. <clears throat> this is great for it to be a learning tool for like RPGs to be a learning tool, which. Daniel, you're very familiar with. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think if anybody, uh, was it back to uh, the skill point zine, that should be shipping soon. Mm-hmm. I wrote a, a bit on there for, for education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what you did with, with that document and what you're doing with streaming and just being visible in that mm-hmm. sort of streaming community is super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, A, it for me not not only normalizes the use of safety tools in the production side mm-hmm. but also discussing them very openly like having them integrated as a part of the entertainment mm-hmm. normalizes it like you said like that's so important that's like that's why we wanted to make the entire creative process very visible in masks right so we yeah. had all you know uh the rose thorns and wishes we had like we talked about like lines and veils we yep. we have um like the hard conversations that players have behind the scenes as a part of the show Mm -hmm. and like using safety tools can for some people be really hard if they've never done that before. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even if they have, because different group dynamics. Yeah. It's, it's a, we're, we're not confrontational beings. (laughs) Like we're, we want to get along and safety tool can feel like very confrontational. Um, if you're in that mindset of, Oh, I'm going to ruin, the game if I do this thing. I'm yeah. going to ruin this moment. 
whatever. And I know a lot of people are hesitant to use the X card because they're like, no, that can't happen. But having other tools in place mm-hmm. that you can use before an X card is even necessary yeah. is also super great. Yeah. And also the X card is not a universal tool. No. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are many I, you know, other tools out there um, that suit different people's needs and different people's uh, desires out of how they want to deal with safety at the table. Yes. Uh, the X card uh, in particular uh, can be not great for people with PTSD uh, and especially with trauma, uh, dealing with um, people dismissing their trauma or, you know, saying that, you know, or trying to ignore or suppress their trauma. And the X card can kind of emulate that feeling of like, no, your trauma doesn't exist. Um, and so there's, you know, there's the Luxon technique uh, by P.H. Lee, uh, which kind of addresses the needs of uh, people with those boundaries um, in a way that that's different. And that's totally valid as well, um, where you, at, at, with that one, you give total fiat control over to the person who's affected um, so that they take the lead as to how that content is going to be handled for that particular scene with that game. Yeah, let's unpack this a little. So mm-hmm. when you said that the X card can sometimes uh, be, it's it's triggering, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's triggering in that it mimics that sort of like being dismissed. What, what do you mean by that? So uh, with some uh, people who have PTSD, mm-hmm. um, there are times where uh, perhaps the um, people in their life, um, even especially the people who are doing uh, who are inflicting the trauma mm-hmm. um, will negate their feelings. Right. And, and how does how does the X card mimic this experience? Um, because it's saying, nope, that doesn't exist anymore. Like it kind of, it, it exits out. Right? It, it ends the conversation. Yeah, it ends the conversation. Mm-hmm. It removes it rather than... So if someone else were to X card this content, is, is that what you mean? Or if you, by X carding it, you feel like this is like what other people do to yourself? I, I feel like um, PH Lee does a lot better explanation of this in mm-hmm. uh, in their uh, post, which is um, if you're interested, uh, the um, the latest version of the guide um, has a full um, a link to it. Um, yeah, it's it's just the it's just a general feeling of like you know, <laughs> it's it's being treated as if it's something to be dismissed mm-hmm. rather than explored in. A way that makes me feel like I'm in control of the situation. Right. I think that's kind of the general feel of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so by giving total fight control over to uh, whoever is affected by this content, um, they are given control over that situation where most traumatic experiences, you're out of control. Right. right? So it's very, and it's usually framed as a want or need. Like, yep. I would like this character to be okay. Like I would like this character to go off and do something else. Um, or I need, uh, I need a break. It's this very open discussion about, um, how to lead forward with how the rest of the scene or the game or whatever else is going to go essentially. So it's very interesting. Um, the Luxon technique, it's, um, definitely an interesting, um, other set of tools uh, and more well, technique uh, to kind of discuss, right? Um, you know, different people's needs for how to deal with content that maybe 
triggering or uncomfortable. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, otherwise <laughs> not great for them. Yeah. So uh, I have another question specifically mm-hmm. about streaming. Yeah. So if if one were to invoke a safety tool on a stream, mm-hmm. this is actually you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable place, right? Because you're saying that, oh, whatever just happened makes me personally very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It, or you just don't want it. Yeah. I guess it depends on the situation and the scale. But, and because there are so many people watching, that means that all of these people now know this about yourself. So, like, did, did any of you, when you're streaming with your other, uh, whoever you're streaming with, like, do you ever talk about that? Um, I guess that there is this kind of idea that, like... Um, we, I mean, with any of these safety tools, it's the idea that you don't owe anybody an explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you don't have to explain why this content is not cool with you. Right. And in, in some ways, yes, it is very vulnerable to be like, this content's not cool with me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that may be a day-to-day thing. Right. Like, I'm real sad. Like, I've been, real, I've been feeling real sad today. I don't really want to do sad content. Like, I don't want that dog to be sad. And I guess that's why, like, using it in a private chat is also good. Yeah. So you're not, like, hitting that X card and then everybody in the public chat knows that's happening. Yeah. And and acknowledging it is entirely up to the cast. Yeah. And seems like something that you can discuss in advance as well. But that's also why, like, the end card is useful because you'd be like, we're going to approach a point where I don't want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that way you can maybe avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I'm also realizing, yeah, if it's a private chat, then that means that you never have to say who was the no, person. No, yeah, we just we just go, which is very cool. And uh, the GM can just be like, mm, "Hold on a sec, we're just gonna we're gonna shift back." Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is the GM who's invoking the the safety tool that yeah. happens. Yeah, uh, I've had that happen before when somebody was like, "We're gonna be describing eye trauma in great amount of detail." I'm like, "Nope, we're gonna no, I don't do that. We're gonna do and we're gonna end with that because I I can't do that." Like. Mm-hmm. I don't do eyes or, or finger trauma. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Very yeah. specific. Because I hurt, I hurt my finger doing martial arts one time. Mm. And it was like, the thought of hurting my finger again is like, ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I yeah. also have other ones that I'm not going to mention. No, you don't have to. No, I, you don't I'm, have I'm, to. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want very other people. public about my stuff. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm a, I, I tend to use examples mm-hmm. for to help explain these things. So the eye trauma one is a good one because it's like, it's pretty specific mm-hmm. and a little bit weird, but also like, I don't think it's weird. I don't think that's weird at <laughs> all. I don't think it's weird because people who can, who can see yeah. are just like, that's something like the thought of not being able yeah. to see is pretty terrifying. It's also like the texture of their, your yeah. eyes. I, I think it's, <laughs> after, I think... <laughs> after holding an eyeball in science <laughs> in high school, <laughs> right? that's where my fear started. Right. Because I, I know how delicate it is now. Yeah. <laughs> like there's not that there's not that okay. pressure. Yeah. Let's not go yeah. into it. Anyways. Yeah, but it, it's I think it's more it's less it's weird. It's stuff you wouldn't think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuff you wouldn't like think of like, oh, that's gonna be something that might be brought up and I might not be cool with. Mm-hmm. Um so by having kind of more specific ones like that, it kinda of opens up the conversation. Um Right. Especially um often what I do when I'm doing uh like veils or this stuff is having a anonymous like a uh, Google Doc to let yeah. people fill it in. Oh, nice. And then as a GM, I always put in mine first so that it prompts people to think and put stuff down uh, without, again, feeling like they have to explain. Yeah. Or they have to be like, you know, I'm going to tell you very specifically that these are my things. Yeah. We can all collectively as a group be like, okay, these are 
things that are hard lines or soft boundaries, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're just gonna go from there. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I've I've been started encountering this in my in person games as well, where people would everyone would write on a sheet of paper, um, and then pass it to the GM so that no one knows who wrote what. Mm-hmm. And I never realized that that was a pretty important part of like safety tools, but the anonymity is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it just that. it helps especially with um, groups that aren't comfortable with each other yet, yeah, or yeah. haven't played together before, mm-hmm. because especially in convention settings. Yeah. You're just like, I don't really want to, you know. I don't want people to see me in a certain way yeah. because I don't know if they will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. So I think a lot having... of people who oppose safety tools too are coming from a perspective of playing with their friends for like a long yeah. time. They're like, well, my group doesn't, we never encounter this. Yeah. And I say that, I mean, we all know what kind of voice I'm trying yeah. to emulate here. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's like, well, well, this didn't happen in my group. Just, yeah, just be better friends. Yeah, so so that's, um, <laughs> so, you know, um, advocating for safety tools, I do get a lot of people coming at me um, about, you know, yeah, you're being a baby, like, this is super childish, like, yeah, uh, and I'm just like, the fact that you're able to talk with your group and say we don't need safety tools is a form of safety yeah. and care. That's that, that that's what it is, my dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it really amazes me how angry people get about it because it's like, bro, if you don't want this at your table, nobody's forcing it. But if you want it, here's a free resource that yeah. you can yeah. choose <laughs> to have or not. I don't know why people get so angry. There was this convention in in nearby. I'm not going to call out a convention also because I forget which one, so I don't want to name it. But there was a convention in in southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Okay. And getting real specific. Now. Yeah, real specific. <laughs> southern Ontario. It was a very small regional convention in Southern Ontario. And basically this guy had posted on it was like a white dude. Yeah. Posted on you say that like, yep, of course. Uh, <laughs> you posted on like their Facebook group and was like, yo, I don't know, uh we're basically refusing to use the X card. Mm. And he, and he was like, I'm not I'm refusing to use the X card because I don't think it makes games safer. You're better off just putting police tape around my table. And it's caused this huge shitstorm in the comments to the point where, like, people were getting, like, banned and threats were thrown out. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, just, like, it's free. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And it make people more comfortable playing your game. Yeah, your game, especially in a public convention setting. Yeah. And the thing is, like, even if you have been playing with your friends for, like, 20 years or whatever... Safety tools are still useful because there's there's another another dynamic that happens when you've been playing with somebody for so long <coughs> that you don't feel okay with like telling mm-hmm. them that you're not okay with things because you're like because sometimes what if they call me a baby like yeah. they just call this <laughs> random stranger on the internet yeah and, and also like the thing is that people need to understand is that what makes you uncomfortable what's triggering for you can change. Mm-hmm. On a day-to-day basis. Yeah. What And in the long term, what may be okay for you at one point, um, maybe later down on the road, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this happens a lot with parents, with yeah. new parents. Like, all of a sudden, they're like, no, I can't do violence against kids. Yeah. Like, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I have a child. And that's just... And suddenly, that's terrifying. Yeah, and suddenly, that's a terrifying prospect for them. And so, there's this whole, you know... But now you've been playing with this group for 20 years and you've been totally fine before. 
why are you going to try to call this out now? So Okay, so I have a, I have a story about this, this violence against children, very specifically, okay, yeah. at a game that should have been X-carded. Okay. When I would have, I, like, I've, I've never X-carded at, at, like, a game before, mm-hmm. and this is the time that I would have. Interesting. And it but, wasn't there. Oh. Mm. This was at D&D Live. Snap. Wait. Oh. Yeah, D&D Live didn't use any safety tools. Oh. oh okay. So you couldn't say that. I couldn't even say it. So basically what happened was oh. um, we were playing this epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what an epic is? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. I'm familiar with the concept. Okay, so for the listener, an epic is like this giant, massive, adventurous league game, D&D, and they... Um, all of the tables are interconnected and interwoven in this big story. And in this story, we were all going to hell. We we're going to Avernus, which is like the first layer of hell in, in the D&D multiverse. And we were going to ride on these like war machines to go steal these like soul coins. They're literally like coins imbued with souls. Cool. But it's like Mad Max. Um, it was cool, but the GM was like, punishingly hard on us right and like several times during the camp the adventure that the players and i we were all like are you sure this is a level one adventure (laughs) (laughs) and like and like they're just like yep it was like one of those moments where it's like the dm was like rolling damage and you could see their eyes just like oh my god that's a lot of damage and even though it was behind a screen, like, I don't know if you do this, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, you don't die. Yeah. Right? I'm like, how much health do you have left? 14. You just took 10 points of damage. And on yeah. the dice, it reads 30. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you do that because you're supposed to be a fan of the players. Yeah. But this GM was like, okay, you take 30 damage. I'm like, I'm a level one halfling fighter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll start making death saves now. Yeah. But anyways, it, the DM TPK'd us twice. Oh, my God. Cool. <laughs> But the whole thing was like, oh, if you have enough soul coins, we'll resurrect you. Right. And so our first player, who's going to be a guest on the show, Lemmy, shout out, Lucky Hand Dice Co., yeah. um, got killed. And we were like, immediately like, yep, we'll trade our dice, uh, our, our soul coins to resurrect them. Yeah. And they had these actors who were playing imps. And they were like, are you sure? And the GM was like, are you sure? You have to steal these. I'm like, no, we're not going to let, let another player not play the game. Yeah. So... Basically, what happened was we ended up being in debt, like soul coins. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And so we had no agency over the entire story. At the end, you, we went back to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And there was a scene where like people were getting attacked and had like a character who was driving this hellish vehicle through Baldur's Gate hitting people. And there was this thing where it's like he's, he, it's like this, de- this devil was driving a car into children. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like a hard no for me as, like, yeah. as somebody who works with children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we not have this? And they were like, James was like, no, this is part of the adventure. It's part oh of the epic. I was like, you fucking kidding me? Okay, what can I do? And then she was like, uh, you can throw yourself in the way to like save the kids. I'm like, cool. I throw myself in the way to save the kids. Yeah. yeah. I like literally with an hour left in the adventure, I kill my character so mm-hmm. I don't have to mm-hmm. like yeah. have kids die in the adventure because I had no agency over it. Yeah. So I die for a third time. And yeah. I sit and I have to watch yeah. the rest of it. Because oh. like, there was no X card in place. There was yeah. no nothing. And it was just these random things that were happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also one of those things that when, you know, the, the people talk about, you know, it, you're ruining the sanctity of my story or whatever, this, this adventure. And you're just like, the whole, it's the principle of care. You're going to put the people first. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to make a story, you could write a write a book. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like they, they were, we were giving yeah. no other solutions. Like, could I shoot an arrow at its tires so it would veer away? Nope, it's a hellish vehicle. It's all made of metal. Okay. Like, like if, if if it's clear that you know if it's clear that somebody won't, like and that's also that's part also part of the principle of care is if you notice someone else at the table not being okay with something you can speak up too. Um, yeah, I've, because that I've happens. voiced my discontent. Well, that's good. Like and many <laughs> times in the th- three four hour game, yeah, it was like I legitimately felt uncomfortable, and I don't often feel uncomfortable playing RPGs. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I was like, a because like. I knew how much people had paid to be at this mm-hmm. event. Right. And, like, I got to go for free. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, like, one of the worst D&D games I've ever played. <gasps> like, like my standard, one of the best D&D games I've ever played was when we played with the Broadswords. Oh, yeah. That was very like, fun. That the was, one that, that was, was not recorded. Yeah. That was fucking <laughs> funny. It was really funny. Like, I, that was one of my best. The second was, like, you know, all the games I play with my friends are amazing. And then this one was, like... Okay, first of all, like, we have no agency, which is very common in, in Adventurers League. You kind of just do it. Um, Interesting. B, like, we're going to hell. There are no safety tools. And there was just, like, they're just throwing violence at us. Right. And, like, I have a pretty high threshold for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was no mention that, like, kids would be killed. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of how you sometimes just don't know when you're going to need a safety tool. Absolutely. Exactly. You, you know you don't know even at your table with your friends. Like you just don't know. Sometimes you come up with something you're like, "Oh my gosh, <coughs> this is sick." And then it's like someone at the table might be like, "Oh gosh, I'm not comfortable with that." Yeah. yeah. And but then it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless you already have a previous establishment of an expectation where you can say no. Yeah. And that will be heard. And the thing is that, you know, it's very hard to set that. It's very hard to set a, a, a relationship of trust that way. Yeah. It's a very long process and it's an ongoing process um, that you constantly have to do. You constantly have to say, I am here for you. I care for you. You're going to come before yeah. Whatever I do. Whatever you do. But this but everyone's experience is still going to be incredible. Yeah. Because everybody feels safe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you also feel better about pushing boundaries because oh, absolutely. Because you know that you're not accidentally hurting someone. Yeah. Because exactly. they'll tell you if they, if you are. So then if they're not if that's why the safety tool actually sometimes helps you explore things that you might not have been comfortable exploring it gives you the ability to do more Mm -hmm. not less a lot of people think it reduces your ability to play it actually lets you push the boundary like you said Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um i think a really good example of this um i i really love bluebeard's bride um i've i've run many games of it all of it on stream actually um and that's a feminine horror game where Mm -hmm. it focuses on there's a lot of the horrors that women have to go through and it's it's a very intimately scary game um and the thing is is that when i have uh when i know what people boundaries are and i know the lines and veils then i can go hardcore and all the other stuff yeah yeah like i mean i had i had a group um of you know all women which is very interesting because i got the lines where you know like stuff with children i'm like cool that's fine um i think uh like bees was another one i'm like okay cool but it was interesting because the veil, it, usually uh, sexual violence ends up being a line in most of these games. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept it open for this one because I wasn't sure. Um, and it actually became a veil instead of a line, which was Whoa. really interesting. For a Bluebeard's Bride game. Yeah. 
Wow. And with all women. And I was like, this is really fascinating, like having this, you know, all woman game and being able to kind of explore just a little bit. I didn't go very much into depth because it was a public streamed game. Yeah, yeah, totally. and I, didn't, I didn't want to, you know, expose my chat too much to that. But, you know, it gave me a little bit of freedom to work with that. Would yeah. you also violate community content for, for Twitch or anything like I that? I don't know if you would. Oh. I, yeah, because that's another thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a whole fun thing there, too. Because, um, like, Twitch has a ton of rules. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, it would very much depend on what I ended up describing. Like, I, I didn't, it was very much, like, behind a curtain, like. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> you know, something happened to this woman. Yeah. And we know that she was, she was violated in some way. Um, but, yeah, it, it just gave me, knowing what the boundaries were, it gave me a free go at yeah. doing all sorts of other stuff. Like I went really heavy into the body horror in that one. I was like, all right, we're just going to do a real lot of messed up bodies in this one. Cool. Um, and I was fine. Mm-hmm. And I managed to freak people out without, you know, hurting them. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that is very interesting how a, an all woman game, all women game it's then people want to explore a bit of it because I think there's actually, you do feel a little bit safer yeah, to explore that kind of, uh, that kind of content when there's no like gender politics that's inherent yeah. in any kind of like mixed gender sort mm-hmm. of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's, it's this idea that like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, don't, don't be afraid to like, tell me if I am pushing band, if suddenly you realize this is not okay with you. Like, Go ahead. I I can come up with more real messed up shit. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's not like I'm I'm stuck too. Yeah. No. Absolutely. This stuff. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, it just comes down to principle of care. It comes down to, you know, I care about my players, and I care about, you know, not no matter what happened to the characters, the players are fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we're all having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm not the kind of person to get attached to my characters. Mm. I, I'm it's, the, it's because you DM a lot. I DM a lot. Like I was playing, um, so I work. I work at a private school, um, part time doing mm-hmm. like RPGs. And so, like me and like a colleague of mine who's also a writing partner, we run a game there, and we were experimenting with me being like a surrogate player, mm-hmm. uh, kind of modeling good behavior. Mm. And in the story, like it got to this point where I'm like, well, the only solution I see for my character is killing my character. And I'm okay with that. You love killing your character. But, but this was, but this was like to save another player. Right. Okay. That's fair. Uh, it was like we were. It was. It was like the, the 1970s. We were all spies. Oh man. We went to this casino and we were on the the rooftop and there was a helipad mm-hmm. and we got betrayed by somebody and I did the whole like no and I dove in the way <laughs> and like took a bullet from one of the players. Nice. But then nice. in doing that and sacrificing my character, the kids were like. No, and then they, but like in in like in 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 character, and they were like, "Oh my god, Daniel!" Ah, and then they they basically like were at a point where they weren't working together, and then they rallied together. Yeah, Aww. that's cute. You were the martyr. I was they unified them. Like <laughs> death. Yeah, but yeah, if if you can find any way to make your game more fun, do it, and and having and. You know, the point of the, the toolkit and, you know, the guide on safety tools is really just providing those tools to have in your belt mm-hmm. and in your toolkit that you can use them whenever you need to. Because, mm-hmm. you know, 
<laughs> you never know. Yeah, and you true. might as well be prepared. You, um, uh, the uh, metaphor that I like to use a lot um, is that safety tools is like the net at a circus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to hope that the trapeze act is great. It goes off without a hitch or like the, the danger and the risks are there. But, you know, everything goes smoothly. But, you know, um, if something happens, I'd rather there be a safety net there than to clean up the mess afterwards. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I love what was what you mentioned before about uh, also invo- ev- evoking the safety tools for someone else. If you see that they might be uncomfortable, that's actually really great because sometimes people aren't when people are overwhelmed, feel uncomfortable. And, yeah. yeah. They don't necessarily have the emotional capacity to to really even be like, oh, I whatever. Can we rewind that or anything? So th- that's a great call so that even if you just see someone being uncomfortable it doesn't you don't always have to be the person to do it yourself if you're uncomfortable like you can if you see if i see that daniel's like wait this okay this this car is coming for these kids i can be like yo i'm not cool with that and you know that's also a line for me yes so i can stand with you yo that's how it is i'm making a pose put that that on a shirt yeah Stand with you. Stand with you. <laughs> cry yourself to sleep. Cry yourself to sleep. Oh. Punch you with the feels. Yeah, yeah. Uh. All of that. So, um, all oh, right, Kiana. <laughs> <laughs> you said you cry yourself to sleep. Oh yes, Kiana. <laughs> Look, that was not. <laughs> it's the flow of the conversation. Oh, so good. Agatha, Agatha had a lot of questions, not just about safety tools. Yes, uh, I. Well, I have another question actually about community management. I promise we can. No, move no, on go from for it. No, stream. no, I want to make sure all your questions get answered because you were like, I have so many. And prior to the recording, <laughs> Agatha was just asking those questions. I was like, these are so good. Save them for the recording. Yeah, I was like asking Keanu, what's your favorite cake? And then Daniel was like, save it for the recording. Wait, you said cake? I thought you said game. No, I said cake. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Straight up. I thought you said game, and I was like, that's such a great question. I couldn't say nothing, yo. Yo, I thought you meant game. You said cake? I said cake. She did say cake. Straight up. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know if, I don't know if you know this. I'm hard of hearing in my left ear. Oh. Yeah. uh, Because you're sick? No, no. Just I've I've been hard of hearing in my left ear since, like, 2015. I blew up my eardrum shooting cunts. <laughs> Yay. When in Texas. I mean hard of hearing buddies. Yeah, I just like I literally I have like very little hearing in my left ear. That's fair. That's fair. That's totally my fault too. <laughs> Blame toxic masculinity. Oh that pressured into shooting guns without hearing protection. Oof. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel like I might have like given into that as well. If someone was like, "Why are you such a baby?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Uh, I, like I was like down in Texas with an ex girlfriend, and her her family lives there, Ooh. and her dad was like, "Here we go." I'm like, "Should we have And then, anyways, yeah, that happened. Yeah, well, we're not together anymore. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that, Texan. Take dad. that, Texan dad. <laughs> Just kidding. If you're from Texas and you're a dad, I left my you're hearing in great. Texas. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's hectic. Okay, so my question is. Um, so we talk a lot about safety for your mm. players on streams. So do you do anything in terms of like whoever's watching the streams or is that a different yeah, so ball it's, game? It's interesting. Um, I mean, a whole part of it is, yeah, in some ways you do want to extend it to your, to your chat and to your viewers. Um, but obviously they don't have as much of a influence agency. Yeah. Inf- agency. 
over what's happening because they're watching. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, you know, live streaming is such a, a very um, interactive, interactive and immersive experience in a lot of ways. People get very invested into these stories, especially if you've been like watching it for like a long time. Mm-hmm. You're really into it, and you're going to feel uh, strong emotions attached to it. Um, and so, um, yeah, so, and I do make some suggestions as to how you could do it. Um, maybe not so much the X and the no cards, mm-hmm. uh, mostly cause, uh, then people might just say like, I don't like those. Yeah. And then just say no to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that can get very chaotic when you get a lot of viewers in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, stuff like the open door policy, mm. um, is a big one being like, you know, it's totally fine. I'm not going to be offended if you need to leave. Right. Like, if you you can't watch the show anymore. Like, especially, you know, with people who are big supporters of certain streams, you know, they feel bad if they're like, I don't, I'm not okay with this, but like, yeah, I want to support them. I feel excluded, them. but. Yeah, I want to support them. And, you know, I, I say this a lot in a lot of my uh, horror games is being like, it's fine if you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Please make sure you're taking care of yourself. Like, I don't want you to be feeling like uncomfortable watching this stuff is totally fine i'm not going to take it personally and right. i'd much rather you go and take care of yourself mm-hmm. than yeah. you know put yourself through terrible things and like on bad feelings uh, because you feel obligated to um so yeah so the open door and content warnings mm. having stuff like uh the script change ratings or like you know general like if you have like a general like I we do a lot of very a lot of violence in this game. Yeah. Putting that out there. Yeah. Sezzle helps a lot because people can be like, Oh, okay, if I'm not really into a lot of violence, I know, you know, that's maybe not be the, the story for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's something you don't see a lot on streams. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's uh something that should be used more often is to kind of discuss, you know. Uh it, for my uh the Grim Dark uh Dragonlance game in, I'm in. You know, it's, it's pretty explicit. Like, this is this is very dark. <laughs> We're yeah. going to go into some pretty messed up stuff here mm-hmm. and, like, go real deep into some fears of these characters. Like, we're, we're pretty clear about that, and that kind of gives that expectation um, and makes uh, viewers prepared for that. Yeah. I think, I think that's interesting, like, I mean, your question, Agatha. Because if you... I, I think about, like, that, like darker side of the internet where there are like the people who would take advantage of that in the mm-hmm. chat if you gave them too much control like i right. think about i'm thinking about like the trolls yeah right? yeah like that's it's it's so hard to anticipate something like exactly that. Mm. I, I mean a lot of it comes down to community moderation yeah uh, having mods in place yeah it, it's something that i do a lot of i do a lot of behind the scenes for um for different streams and stuff and being able to kind of moderate the community and try to create the environment where you know, safety tools are a thing. They're accepted. Uh, and, you know, they're not going to... They're, they're not going to be people who are going to be like, well, they use the safety tools in the stream. Um, yeah, so so I'm sure people can experiment with yeah. having safety tools available for the audience. They just have to be aware of, you know, how exactly they're going to implement it mm-hmm. and keep on track of it. <coughs> and think about, like, the five-second delay between video and chat. Yeah. Totally. If something happens in the game, chat's not going to see it for another five, ten seconds. Yeah. And then it might be like five, ten seconds afterwards and you'll be like, oh, shit. Like, and, and if they say something too, yeah. you're going to have to respond and they might not see a response instantly. Yeah. 
Yeah, as well. that's true. So it's like a 20 second between mm-hmm. thing that happened versus being able to adjust it or address it and even. So it's it's something that I'm interested in looking into. Yeah. And like trying to see if I can create a way to work this out. But for now, I think I'm just giving, you know, permission and space for people to be like, yeah, I need a piece out or, yeah, totally. you know, something else like this. And also having a space to decompress as a community because, mm. you know, we can we can decompress after a game, mm-hmm. you know, after after the cameras go off, we can all chat in the chat in the, uh, in the Zoom call and be like, OK, like, are we OK? Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, when you're watching a stream, you don't really have that. Mm hmm that space you just kind of um you end up just stopping the stream and then you're like oh now i have feels yeah and i don't know what to do with them totally so having a communal space like a discord server um really helps with that because people then can talk it through mm-hmm. and everyone can kind of talk about their uh their experiences and decompress their feelings and unpack everything that's happened and that that's really helpful um, and I find that very helpful for audiences in particular. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So uh, what kind of, you, I know that you're not just doing streams. What yeah. what other projects are you working on? Um, so I, I, <laughs> I decided <laughs> at the beginning of this year that I would start exploring uh, doing more writing stuff. <gasps> um, so <laughs> I, I, would kind of, I would kind of just be like, yeah, I don't know how I'll do this like maybe I'll do like a D&D adventure maybe I'll write my own thing um I think in uh was it February I think um uh, the emotional mecha jam happened yeah. oh man yeah that was some good times yeah and I saw it on Twitter because I, I you know that was the start of a lot of uh, game jams on itch.io and kind of picking that that picking up on the Twitter sphere and I was like oh that looks super cool um man, I kind of have an idea, but, you know, the deadline's in, like, two days. I don't know if I could do it. And then I went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, and it was a snow day. And I went, okay. Uh, Okay, (laughs) I guess I'll do this. (laughs) I I think it's the world telling me to give it a shot. So I wrote and laid out and published my first game in nine hours. (gasps) Is it a sad mech game? It is a sad mech game. Uh, it's called Life in the Machine. Um, it's about, it's basically a game about relationships and how they change you. So it's a dice-like GM-less game for two players, where one player, uh, one person plays the pilot, the other plays the mech, um, and it's all about whether you're synced or not. Um, and every time you're not synced, um, you know, how you end up changing each other, uh, either physically or emotionally or more metaphysically. That's so interesting. Yeah. I would be down to play this. I really like those sad mech games. Have you ever played Titanfall 2? I have not, but I've been told it's a very Titanfall 2 game. It's, it <laughs> sounds like Titanfall yeah, 2. Yeah, I, I, had, I had somebody who, who played it and was like, this is, this is like giving me so many Titanfall 2 feels. I'm just going to be Cooper and BT. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that kind of started to kickstart me into, into doing more writing stuff. So I have a couple more games. Um, again, small, like, couple page uh, RPGs. Um, I have Before the Tower Falls, which is a uh, solo Jenga tower exploration game mm. um, where you're an explorer in a tower that's about to fall mm-hmm. and you're trying to discover the story in it before you get trapped. 
Uh, so that one. And then I had the not a game jam game jam oh. uh, game. Okay. The, the hashtag not a game, um, which is your magic circle. So I was like, how about I just do the, the most abstract artsiest thing? So I took the magic circle game theory and turned it into a game question mark. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and now I'm doing a little more stuff. Uh, I do some contract work for indie games now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did one recently for a game that's getting kickstarted uh, uh, very shortly <laughs> called uh, Bleak Spirit. Like how shortly? Uh, like, let me check the date. Uh, like in a week as of recording. Ooh. Okay, do we want to just put this episode out in a week then? <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so it's called Bleak Spirit. So um, it's going live now. <laughs> now on Kickstarter. Now Bleak on Kickstarter. Spirit. Um, yeah, it's, it's essentially a, a Dark Souls-esque game where Ooh. you play a character that's exploring a dangerous kind of apocalyptic uh, world. So I was, uh, I got to write a scenario for it. So I got Ooh. to write a whole setting um, and the different weird things and dangerous things you can find in it. Um, so uh, mine is, I, I like to explore, uh, uh, explain it as fae sci-fi horror on Mars. Ooh, nice. Yeah, you're, you're, a, uh, you're somebody who's in a isolated and abandoned uh, bio uh, shelter on uh, like, Mars. Like the Martian. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> Uh, but there's a lot of weird things happening there. So, yeah. So Ooh. I got to write for that, which was super awesome. Yeah. Uh, so And you're also, well, you're our stretch goal for Hasabulin, which uh, as of right now, oh, there's only three days to go. I don't know if we can reach it. <laughs> no. But, but what you proposed was still very awesome, though. The sil- Silk Punk. Yeah, Silk Punk. We should do, you know what we should do? We should do a whole episode on just Silk Punk. Yo, I mean, <laughs> I am down. We can do part two of this. Part two of this. Yeah, I really, I'm really interested in discussing the difference between the what is silk punk and what is the current iteration of Xianxia. Mm-hmm. Let's do that because I also want to do an episode where we deconstruct steampunk. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> is this all in one episode? Because this is this is where I deconstruct what the idea of silk punk is because it is clearly a term created for the western audience versus what is xianxia yeah let's let's do that let's have that episode because i I do want to do like a steampunk episode where we like we deconstruct steampunk Mm -hmm. um because we did the cyberpunk thing i still have my feels on cyberpunk yeah (laughs) although keanu reeves and cyberpunk 2077 yeah Yeah. i was like yeah keanu reeves are you pre-ordering the game either of you Uh... oh okay never mind (laughs) I'm a wait. I'm I'm a I'm a wait for a review kind of guy. Yeah, same. Um, but like I'll it's got like I'm gonna buy the John Wick game because there's a John yeah. Wick game coming out. John Wick hacks. Oh, super cool. Snap. I was yeah. watching like uh, an interview with the creative producer or whatever on how they're making it and why they decided to make it a turn-based action game. What? Yeah, because it's like when you're John Wick. John Wick is super competent and tactical, right? Everything yeah. he does in the movies is like he'll shoot this guy, he'll shoot that guy, he'll reload. He'll I was do expecting this. like Hitman or something, but it's. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's way more like strategy. And, it's way more strategy, but like you can do dynamic things yeah. in it. There's like an action economy that allows you to be like John Wick. Interesting. Right? Because like if you suck at Hitman, you don't look competent. Mm-hmm. But like you're supposed to always look competent as John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And like Hitman has this like underlying silly element where you can like dress up and yeah. like be do Santa. that. John Wick's supposed to be like 
kind of efficient, especially yeah. with the way he moves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like he, the way he fights, he use he's very efficient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's uh, Cyberpunk. I, I'll probably gonna buy it. I just won't pay order it. <laughs> yeah, and also for our future episode, we're gonna deconstruct steampunk <laughs> yeah yeah and silk punk yeah and like with cyberpunk what we could do is we could always do a live stream and play cyberpunk 2077 oh my gosh everyone can watch me get wrecked <laughs> because right. i'm really bad at shooters like why don't we do that yeah we can do that that would that'd be super and cool like be you know critis be critical of it and all that and yeah. just like like Look how breathtaking Keanu is. <laughs> like Super how, critical. Like at how made it here. And now like, we're oh my go. god, this is so oh my god, Keanu. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean that's gonna be me. Yeah, yep. mood. Like Keanu is like as a as a Marside Keanu is one of my five. Oh, let's let's get into that. <laughs> I, just, I love Keanu Reeves so much. But anyways, um, no. we we should do a Silk Punk episode because I I so don't want punk? that to be like an like an like an end of episode afterthought. Yeah. I want that to be a full thing. Yeah, there's I I have many many a thought. Oh uh, my gosh, we need to talk about this. Yeah, and I I also have <laughs> it's one of the reasons the I chose uh, kind of Silk Punk as my my Hearts of Woolen kind of thing uh, because mm-hmm. um, one of the asks was for you know reappropriating steampunk for uh an asian yeah <laughs> setting and game and i was like okay <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go down this road and i take a very deco decolonization route uh, route to it yeah i don't I, like yeah oh, sorry yeah no i do i do a lot of like work to try to talk about you know that steampunk is pretty colonialist it's very victoriana it's very like mm-hmm. you know here we're gonna all the tech like tech is awesome and we're just gonna keep like expanding outwards and unifying everything yeah and, and even chinese history is it's very problematic in terms of like like imperialist tendencies mm-hmm. and stuff like oh, yeah. that yeah. we're gonna talk about that for our D game yeah it's one of the things we oh, talk about man yeah. that's gonna be fun yeah so that so it's it kind of cool to to have the opportunity kind of to pitch it mm-hmm. and like even if we we don't get that stretch goal, I'm I'm interested in just kind of making it. Yeah, this might still see the light of day. Yeah, Ooh. heard it from here first. Ooh, <laughs> exclusive on Asians represent. Yeah, that was good. That was a good usage of your sick person voice. My sick person voice. When Daniel sick, he becomes a radio announcer. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, let's make that a whole episode because yeah. I think that'd be cool. Let's do that. I, I do want to know. I just have this burning question in my head. I'm yeah. so sorry. What is your favorite cake? Because I interrupted that earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do want to know. My favorite cake? Um, my mom makes a great flourless chocolate cake. Whoa. Oh. oh it's damn. like both very dense and very light at the same time. Whoa. Like a brownie, but not. But not. It's 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 lighter than a brownie. Um, and it, she does like very dark chocolate. So. Sweet. Agatha, what about you? What is my favorite cake? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's tiramisu. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Basic like, like that. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 like what, what's in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Keanu was very kind and brought us four cupcakes. And because Daniel's sick, I get to eat all of them? Question <laughs> mark? I don't know if I yeah, you, you, I basically ate half of them already. No, they're yours. I can't. I, I shouldn't. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah, let me help you. Yeah, thank <laughs> let you. Me thank you. Let me help you get better by eating. You got my back. <laughs> totally, 100%. <laughs> it's, it's totally not self-motivated at all. Oh. No, not at all. Oh. Only out of charity. She's <laughs> just you're so charitable. I am. So selfless. I am. I'll eat all the sweets for you, Daniel. I know. I'm so selfless and humble. And humble. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite cake? 
I, it's odd. Okay. I, I really like those grocery store slab cakes. Hmm. You know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like the I, birthday cake. I do know. You get it like Loblaws. Okay. I love those. Okay. Once a year on my birthday, I eat one of those. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should 100% go work at like a government agency because everyone is always having birthdays yeah. in those agencies and they always have cake and it's always that kind of cake. I don't want to work for the government. Listen, <laughs> for the cake? For you, the cake. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, once, once a year on my birthday... My parents get me. It used to be like a big slab cake and nobody else in my family likes it. Mm. It would just be me. And mm-hmm. for the course of a week, I'd eat a whole cake <laughs> nice. myself. I respect that. Now my mom just gets me like a small one and then a separate cake for everyone else. <laughs> like a nice separate cake for everyone else. And I get my slab cake and I just... You know what? Go nuts. As long as you got your slab cake. That's it. Once a year. That's all I want. Mm. Once, that's all I want. But still think over my proposition though. <laughs> <laughs> Go work for the government. You know, I can go to, I'll move to Ottawa. I'll work in government. You with, don't have to go there? You know, with our friends, Mark Richardson, Eric Paquette, oh, Jason true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> You don't go there for them, though. You just go there for the kids. So, hey, <laughs> guys. Hey, guys. Cake. Whose birthday is it today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else? Anything else? Oh, I, well, okay. We, we talked about safety deals, which I think was super important because we wanted to do a whole episode on them. We did. We talked about this. We did. And we did it. <laughs> We did. The we, thing? did a, we, we did. We did a thing. We. I thought we already had an episode. We did. We, we about talked about tools. safety tools in, in one episode, but we haven't dedicated an entire episode to them. Like we've done an yeah. hour on yeah, safety yeah, yeah. tools, which yeah. I think is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and like originally, I think we were going to talk more about D and D, but I think talking about safety tools in the context of streaming is far more important mm. because I think streaming is kind of like the new entertainment medium that's out there yeah Mm -hmm. for sure um and the thing is that there is no industry standard no there isn't we're we're all doing all sorts of things we're all figuring it out so i think the industry standard is what the most popular channels are doing yeah which is is unfortunate which is interesting because it's not super reflective of the stuff that's happening right now oh interesting yeah like critical role is critical role there's no other critical roles out there yeah that's like true. that's not how most of these uh, streams go. Mm. Um, it, it goes for podcasts too, like the Adventure Zone. The Adventure Zone is Adventure Zone. I love them. I love them so they much. They are great. But like, I love the song that <laughs> they're plays. They're so good. Oh, I love them. Yeah, but like people try to frame their podcast as you know trying to follow the Adventure Zone model, quote unquote. But you can't do that because the Adventure Zone, the Adventure Zone. Yeah. Like, yep. Generally, you're probably not funny enough. Because they're comedians. They're, all comedians. they're comedians yeah. and they're all family. Yeah. They, they have a dynamic. They have a dynamic, right? And, and you know, that kind of goes for Critical Role, too. You know, mm. these are friends who have been playing this game for several years now, mm-hmm. um, who are all voice actors mm-hmm. and or involved in like directing mm-hmm. or whatever else. Like, you're not going to hit that. And that's not representative of all the cool innovative stuff that's happening right now yeah have you have you heard of the uh, golden circle yes like simon sinek's golden circle nope i think it's what more people should think about when they're trying to make a podcast basically he wrote this book called start with why mm-hmm. uh it's an amazing book uh it's about like how leaders inspire mm. um but basically it the the idea is that when you're going to put like a product out there or something when you 
when you have an organization, you have a company or whatever, people are inspired by purpose, mm-hmm. not like a what. So if you're trying to sell something, people are inspired by what they're selling. They're inspired by why they're selling. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so like with Asians Represent, it's like it's another gaming podcast. Yeah. But the why of Asians Represent is we want to like we want to normalize Asians in media. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about issues unfiltered about that we face in this industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like more podcasts need to think really about like the why they're doing it. If it's like, oh, I want to be the critical role. That is not your why. No. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. And I think, um, where it's a wild west, I, I use that metaphor a lot. And <laughs> if you read any of my supplements, like the, the D and D live streaming and audience interaction thing, I refer to it as the wild west a lot (laughs) but i think it's true it's this whole unexplored frontier Mm -hmm. and we're all just trying to figure out how to do it yeah we're all doing it sort of in iterations of each other right but also our own stuff and like it's kind of we're all building this weird collective blob of like uh different um techniques and ways of presenting these stories yeah so all unified under like the underlying theme yeah. of building safe and inclusive commun- community. Yeah, and and playing games for fun. And yeah, showing people your fun games. Yeah. It's a very weird concept, abstractly. To it to is be when fair. you think about it. <laughs> be like, we like to put, we like to play games and show people our games. Show people your passion. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're not gonna on it like compromise, you know, playing games for fun. Yeah. That that's the underlying thing there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I think that that's cool. This has been like a super cool episode and I'm glad we're going to do a separate silk punk one. Yeah. I and think we'll do more D and D. No, no, that's fine. No, I'm not even, I'm not salty over that at all. I've been honestly, raising my eyebrows a lot. I honestly think like if we do a silk punk one, it should just be you two. Hmm. <gasps> <gasps> Like I'll just, I'll just. We can possibly, and we can possibly see if we can get someone else yeah. who's also very interested in this. Concept. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, that's that's not my thing. What would like, it take? Like I'll just ask a lot of questions, but I honestly think it would be more productive if it was like you two, mm-hmm. or if we wanted to bring in two other people because we got two other mics here. Oh, and true. I'll just like sit over there and play Animal Crossing. <laughs> play Animal Crossing. Animal yes, Crossing. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that would be very cool. So for the future, we gonna have a. Have a silk punk episode. Yeah, we're folks. gonna do a silk punk episode Ooh, whenever, yeah. whenever you're free. Because you're kind of in Toronto. Yeah, I'm. I'm school's I'm half out. Half. School's out. Yeah, first of all, congrats. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, school's out, but now I'm working, <laughs> so it's kind of like okay. We, we, we can talk about your real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, outside of this, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Let's let's do another one, and I think what we should do, we're we're gonna be doing some more things. I think we should we should live stream more. Live stream what? Um, we can live stream because we have that Facebook page, and yes. we've been sharing link links there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think we should actually, you know, give that Facebook page a purpose. All right, I do like Facebook lives. We could do Facebook lives. Yeah, we, we just can play f- play games. We Facebook live going to grab bubble tea because <laughs> we still need to do that before Jade leaves. Well, we could do a Facebook live of our last bubble tea shawarma. <laughs> yeah, as we cry into our shawarma. His sad face. Yeah. And Jade's leaving, but it could be an interesting way that we could also connect with Jade. Yeah, it's true. 
Through shawarma. Through shawarma. <laughs> I mean, like, through playing video games online. I'm playing Divinity Original Sin 2 right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about that and how it's really hard. It's, I, it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah. I love it. I, I started playing it um, a bit ago, and then I stopped because I kept on trying to steal things, and then, you like... You get in trouble and you get and attacked. And then people keep seeing me. <laughs> so every, literally, everyone hates me, and I'm like, this sucks. Consequences <laughs> There are consequences to your actions. It just got a lot easier for me because I realized that one of my party members is kind of like dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like I, st- I got this dwarf character and he's like this battle mage, but he just like sucks. Whoa. He's like, his spells are like not useful to the way I play. Uh-huh. So like right now I have this like skeleton dude. Oh, right. Oh, no. I'm Thane. talking about, oh, I was talking about Divinity 2, I think. I'm playing Divinity 2. But I'm not playing Divinity Original Sin because I know what you're talking about. Is there about. a different Original Sin and Original and, and Divinity Two? Yeah, there's just Divinity Two. Oh, I'm playing Original Sin Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. So I that's the this... one where you can like have sex with all your characters. Wait, all I can do your that. Party members. <laughs> but it's only one one part. I watched through this this channel, which just like had all of like the post sex combos. Okay, I'm gonna go gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna finish this game. I'll report back. By the way, the the dwarf was a dead weight. You can also have sex. <laughs> oh, I already kicked him out of my party. Oh, for stealing? No, I kicked him out of my party because I met this other character, and she's like an enchanter, and she's way more useful and interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Want to join my party? <laughs> true, true. Um, also, because like I have the the Red Prince character. He's like this lizard guy. Oh my gosh, he's so extra. He's so extra, but he's so awesome. Oh, okay. Because the abilities I have on him like let him buff himself with armor, mm-hmm. so I let him tank everything. What? Yeah, because you could he because you have magic and physical armor, Mm-mm-mm. and he has an ability where he can basically reinforce himself with magic and physical armor, and he's got like decent attacks. Uh huh. But like I basically put all my good armor on him. That's so great. And then I send him in. I originally had the battle mage dwarf, but he would go in and then he immediately get killed. Oh, that's And I was sucks. like, oh, fine. Um, and then my main character, who was like an elf, she's like an archer. Mm-hmm. And so I would like shoot, um, like I would basically shoot from a distance. Mm-hmm. But then I have this fane, he's like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he actually heals when he's poisoned. Wow, that's so good. So like I'm like combining that. So when enemies are shooting poison at us, I'm like, <laughs> stand in the way. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> so now I have like... Th- <laughs> The cardinal sin of Dean. No, it's not. I have three magic, three ranged characters, and one tank. <laughs> That's okay. I, I hope so. Um, but yeah, I'm super into it right now. Yeah. So maybe I'll start streaming that on our Facebook page. Yeah. By the way, you can also have sex with the Red Prince, and he has the most obnoxious thing that he says afterwards. Anyway. Okay. So the goal is to have sex with the Red Prince. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Just, you just should bang your character. Just get a. Ooh, look at this the, the skeleton. <laughs> I'll yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You got it. You got I it. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, when I finally get there, I'll make a clip of it. We'll put it on Asians Represent Facebook. And Great. then I'll be like, we can, we can all react to it. We together. can all react to it. Yeah, we'll watch We'll watch, <laughs> we'll watch it together. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Let's think about the why. Let's think about the why. Of us doing that. I'm just thinking about like other cool things we could do, like The Witcher is coming, like <gasps> The Witcher TV show. I was like, what yeah. if we like watched it live with mm-hmm. other people on the One Shot Discord? What if and we, we just like had a The RPG? Yeah. No, wait, there was one. There is a Witcher RPG. Yeah, there is. Except the bestiary is not in alphabetical order. Oh. Ooh. That bothers me. That's Ooh. interesting. Should I buy it? Because I saw a copy on sale at my local st- at our local store. What? Oh, I have it on Steam, so... Oh, I was talking... There's a tabletop RPG. No. 
I heard it's not good. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I was talking about. I mean, I'm just kidding. I, it might no, be good. It, no, it, I haven't. I haven't but I heard bad it. things about. It. Like I'd rather just play D and D. Yeah, that's valid. In the that's Witcher thing, world. In the Witcher world, or not even just like let's just be monster hunters. I'd rather play Monster Hunter the RPG. Mm. Have you ever played the video games Monster Hunter? Yes. Yeah, that would be a fun RPG. Hmm. Like you're hunting monsters and you got like these big ass swords. I think that's just a better video game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Keanu, for yeah. <laughs> joining us and listening to us talk about you know what? It, having sex with your party with the, member. With the red lizard party <laughs> member. You know what? Like um, if you've ever watched me play, I it, it smooching, smooching my thing in games. Oh, same. I, 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 I smooch. I, I go and smooch. <laughs> like, is that a villain? I smooch. <laughs> but not Strahd, right? Not Strahd, no. Not Strahd, because Strahd's a fuckboy. Strahd's a fuckboy. <laughs> That's another shirt right there. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I, I, do, I do a lot of smooching and bad life choices. Oh, in, man. In, we should play in a game together. Yeah, well, we should. Well, when we do our D&D actual play, like, you got to be a guest character. Hell yeah. <gasps> yeah. Right? That's, like, the, the whole idea of the actual play is that, like, we're going to bring in guest characters. Yeah. I would like my sh- maybe shrimp, maybe not <laughs> shrimp character to get all of the, the smooches, please. So, yeah, okay. I'm down. <laughs> and if I'm you want to, if you want to throw in the bad life choices in there, I can play a villainous oh. character. All right. I mean, I mean, they can play. They can a play. villainous shrimp? <laughs> no. No, I'm a shrimp. You're the only shrimp? <laughs> I'm the last shrimp on earth. I'm like, why the last man? But do you, I'm, do you I'm, want to be the last shrimp? I think that'd be so interesting. That's so sad. Why don't you be the last shrimp? Why don't, that should be a t-shirt. Why don't you be the last, last shrimp? shrimp? Well, no, why don't you be the last shrimp? Because we could do a thing where you're the last shrimp and you're taken in by the emperor and made you know, a member of the elite guard. Yeah, but technically I'm supposed to be a part of the river. It's because of the pollution during the Han <laughs> Dynasty. Oh my God, is this going to be uh, like this an is, environmental this sort is of spirited like... away. That's what's oh my, happening. Can, could you, could you like, oh my God, because the emperor in our game has the ability to move rivers, maybe he moved the, your home. Oh my gosh, I'm Haku. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he moved but rivers and you're secretly trying to get revenge. And you worked your way up the military. Wow. You showed your signs of obedience, but in the back of your head, in the back of your mind, you have a blade destined for the Emperor's heart. I don't know. <laughs> now I know what character I'm playing next. Yeah, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna be like, yo, Emperor, we bros, right? Here, I made this fish dish and then I'm a Pull a dagger out of it and stab him. It's going to be like in the fish's mouth, like this this Chinese steamed fish. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to pull a dagger out of the fish's mouth. Oh, let me prepare the fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then with like the hot oil too. Yeah, like what they did in the Qin dynasty. Well, then you kill the emperor and then three kingdoms starts. Oh, snap. <laughs> I done goofed. Whoops. Yeah, Qin came. I feel like you really... Before. Is Qin... I thought Qin is after... No. no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Chin was the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the that, one that likes wearing black. Yeah, Chin was the because he thought he was a dragon. Uh, Chin was the first dynasty that unified everything. Yeah, that yeah. was after the Warring States period. Yeah, but Chin was the first unified dynasty because at the time the other dynasties were more like state level, like small state level societies. Yeah, like after the Shang, then there was the Zhou dynasties, like the Eastern and Western Zhou. There was like the Warring States period that mm-hmm. was part of that, mm-hmm. and then after the Warring States period, the Qin kind of took over, unified all of China. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, the three kings! Oh, I'm finally connecting these things. <laughs> My Chinese history was garbage. 
<laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah. I was I was in uh, middle school in Taiwan for a year. Uh, and my math was literally the most garbage of all grades I've ever gotten. I got I got 23 out of 100 uh, in one of my... And it it's was okay. great. I showed my mom and she like burst out laughing and showed my dad <laughs> who burst out laughing. And then we they went around to our neighbors. To show oh, no. I mean, if you if we did the Qin Dynasty and it collapsed... Like, because of the actions of the party. Oh, because like you know, because what, I stabbed the emperor. You know, follow. You know what follows the the, the Qin Dynasty, the eighteen kingdoms. Oh, oh. snap! That's a lot of GM work. Yeah, yeah, which you love, right? I do. And then, and then we go to Han, and then yeah, he yeah. just just speeds through all the. So my secret name is Jinko, <laughs> right? Right. Hi, right, that's okay. <laughs> And one of the things we want to do with our actual play is actually, like, talk about the actual Chinese history with yeah. it. that'd be cool. Yeah. Education. Educational. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. But anyways. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be more than happy to come on either as a smooch character or a chaos character. Be, be whoever or... you want to be. Yeah, you can be whoever you want to <laughs> yeah. be. You be you. You just text me and be like, yo, Daniel, I'm going to be a smooch character. <laughs> Yeah, or you'd be okay. like, yo, Daniel, I'm going to be the emperor. <laughs> yeah, 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 you want to be the emperor. I'm okay with populating this world with our friends as NPCs. Oh, my gosh, that's hectic. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be super dope. <laughs> yeah, we should do that then. Maybe, maybe. Well, because Jade, Jade's character. We talked about this. It's going to be great. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's but gonna, well, but, but the, uh, no spoilers. But we'll talk one. about this after. No spoilers. Uh, but anyways, thank you, Kiana, for, for joining us for this amazing episode of Asians Represent because you're awesome. Yay, thank you for having me. Awesome. I, I mean, like, as soon as I saw that Asians Represent was a thing, I was like, oh man, I hope that I can somehow be on there someday. <gasps> We're super easy to convince. I was, I was, I mean, I was one of the first people that was like, there's a thing here. And I was yeah, just like were. replying on stuff, yeah, and, and hyping yeah, you your guys up, so. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and thank you for that. I'm, I mean, Asians Represent is for the community. Yeah, yeah. And we're, I mean, we, we're at this point where we have more guests than we could accommodate. Yeah, that's true. Turns out there's a lot of Asians. Turns out there's a lot of Asians. Who would have known? Who would have known? But, right? you know. And so if you are a member of the community and you would like to be on the show, like, you know, send us a message, get in touch with us. Um, we are going to do our best to accommodate <laughs> you. If you've got, like, a Kickstarter coming out, mm-hmm. like, we could try to do an interview with you, but at best... We can maybe like just shout out your Kickstarter. Yeah, um, we wanna we wanna support you. I know there is somebody who I met at Breakout Con, um, Nicholas. We are going to do an episode about yeah. your game. Um, we'll make it happen. We got till July. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's super cool, and I love what you guys are doing, and like not just with this podcast, but with all your actual play stuff and your community stuff and writing stuff. And I love what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Super cool, super cool, and we're all going to one day collaborate on something. We're gonna, we're gonna make a thing happen. Make a thing. Well, and you know, in my in my perfect world, if you're listening, Wizards of the Coast, first of all, thank you for the D and D Beyond in, <coughs> Insider Access. But second, if you want, you know, an Asian fantasy world, an extension of the Forgotten Realms, mm-hmm. who better to talk to than the crew and friends of Asians Represent? Yeah, we'd be able to bring a lot on. <laughs> yeah, right. 
right? Like we've we've got like the academic backgrounds, we have like the lived experiences. I think we could do something something really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing with Asians represent the why is literally, you know, showing the world and showing the community and the industry that we are here and we are very capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just part as much as part of the community as anyone else is. Exactly. And that and that's why I want more people at like D and D live that are Asian. But yeah. let's uh let's do our well, Agatha's ushering me to do our, our, our outro. So I was I was making the hand gesture, the wrap that, it up hand gesture. So I normally do that, but Agatha. I know. Yeah. So thank you so much, Kiana, again for coming and joining us in this really informative informative and entertaining conversation. Uh so and thank you, listener, for you know tuning in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want? Do you, <laughs> do you want to take over? No, no. Go ahead. I mean, you're the person who does it. Okay. Uh, Asians represent is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you head to oneshotpodcast.com, you can listen to a variety of amazing podcasts, such as Session Zero. Session Zero is a discussion podcast that seeks to explore the psychology of role playing. Very cool. Each episode will feature RP concepts, stories, and tropes viewed through the lens of psychology by clinical psychologist Porter Green and industrial organizational psychologist Steve Discount. Join them on the couch for the next session. That was, see, I like that. That was a good trade-off. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. I had the uh, list. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any questions about, you know, the safety tools that we talked about in this episode, streaming or anything like that, um, you know, get in touch with us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at A-Z-N-S represent. <gasps> That's for you. Um, or you can email us at A-Z-N-S, represent at oneshotpodcast.com. Wow. Kind of cater to everybody here. Um, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and all of, all of Kiana's links are going to be in the description um, at oneshotpodcast.com because I want to link all of your streams and, yeah. and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm Daniel. I'm Agatha. And you've just listened to Asians, Asians Represent. represent.